Every Woman is a feminist show that highlights the struggles, triumphs, and accomplishments of women and girls and the men who support them. Every Woman includes a rich intersection of female voices that represent a wide range of ethnicities, social and economic status, as well as political and spiritual beliefs, with the purpose to enact social, political, environmental, and economic change. The views and opinions expressed on Every Woman are those of the hosts and the guests and do not necessarily represent the views and opinions of Midcoast Radio Project Incorporated, KKFI staff, board, or management. Good afternoon, Kansas City, and welcome to this week's edition of Every Woman, coming to you live from Studio A here at the world headquarters of KKFI in Midtown, Kansas City. I am your board operator, engineer, and one of the producers, Rachel, here today. And as we do every fourth Saturday, we have What's Cooking with Sheila Johnson. Hi, Sheila. How are you? Hey, Rachel. How are you? How was your Thanksgiving? It was fantastic. You know, we, my partner and I got invited to a friend's house for Thanksgiving for the first time ever. Normally, I'm the one that's cooking the feast, and I, I kind of love doing that, but it was amazing to just like show up at a place and be fed. Yes, <laughs> no work, no fuss, no Nothing. in lines at the grocery stores. Yes, none of that. I, <laughs> I couldn't, yeah, I was, I, I must have thanked them a hundred times. I'm like, I can't believe you did this. This is so amazing. <laughs> awesome, awesome, yeah, really awesome. Good. Thank you so much for that, Rachel. Hey, y'all, this is Sheila. My voice is a little raspy today. So it's my sinuses, allergies, all of that, you know, uh, has been into play for the last week or so. So pardon my raspiness, but um, welcome back, you know, to Every Woman Show and to the segment that we call What's Cooking. And so what's cooking today? Let me introduce you all to our guest today. His name is Myron McCant, and we got a lot to talk about today. And so, Myron, welcome to the show. How are you today? Doing well, Sheila. Thanks for inviting me. Um, how was your holiday weekend? You know, it was it was good, Myron. You know, uh, honestly, I have to say that you know, since my mom passed, you know, holidays are just not the same. You know, and so I didn't feel like a big fuss, and so I made a pot of gumbo. So that's kind of what's cooking. So we'll talk a oh. little bit about gumbo, and we're going to talk about Katie Academy today too. Um, can we talk about the gumbo first? <laughs> I, I second that. I, I want to hear about gumbo as well. Absolutely, we can. So, you know, gumbo is a New Orleans tradition, you know, and so it was a way, you know, it's a whatever people had, you know, in their kitchens, you know, that's what they put in the gumbo, you know, so there's no, really no right or wrong, I say, on the proteins, but when it comes to that roux, so, Myron, do you like a light roux, dark roux, milk chocolate color roux? What kind of roux do I, you like? I, I typically uh, favor a dark roux. Okay. Me too. I always say I like my roux dark like I like my men. Okay. All right. All right. Well, right, right in line, right? <laughs> Right in line. Myron, thank you so much for joining us. I know it's, you know, after the holidays and uh, I'm sure you and Miss Penny have got all kind of stuff going on. So I really appreciate you uh, taking the time out. And as always, please uh, give uh, Miss Penny McCant uh, our love and thank her for allowing you to uh, spend this time with us today. And so all right, we- well, I'll, I'll tell you. um we were here. We stopped at the um, at the facility here. I don't know. We've been here probably an hour, and so she's actually in close proximity. So um, I will make sure that I I let her know. I told her I had to do um, a little radio radio interview today, but I'll let her know that you um, that your thoughts go out to her. Um, yes, but yeah, all good. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. So with that being said, I'm gonna. Um I'm going to read a quote, but then after that, I want you to just kind of, you know, tell people who you are. Uh, Give us a little bit about your background, where you're from, what your professional background is, and then share some, uh, give us some background about Miss Penny, too. But this is something that I found on your site, and it says, Katie Academy is open 24-7 to serve the needs of all parents trying to find a place for their child to grow. 
And in the words of Mr. McCann, we wanted to raise the level of expectations of our little scholars and their families. Mm -hmm. I just Mm -hmm. love that. Thank you. You're welcome. And we'll talk more about that. But tell us a little bit about Myron and Penny McCann. So, um, Sheila, Myron is from Excelsior Springs, as you know. Um, Was born in Kansas City, but uh, immediately moved to Excelsior Springs. My parents moved us there. So we were raised in Excelsior Springs until 1980 when I graduated, left Excelsior Springs, um, went on to college to experience about two and a half years of college to find out that that wasn't my path. Um, left college, went to Florida A&M, left Florida A&M and come back home. And then I began to work at the old Whitaker uh, Cable um, manufacturing plant there. And kind of moved up the ranks there from from uh, on the line to quality assurance, and then from quality assurance up to uh, a short job in, as plant manager. Okay. Um, from there, Sheila, one of my industrial suppliers, felt like I should be a salesman, and and told me that was my path, and so. He introduced me to the owner of Casey Envelope and Printing Company, and I was there for 20 years. Wow. Um, so I, I served in the commercial printing industry for about 20-plus years from all over the country, from, from California to New York and, and from the uh, northern plains to the southern, um, the southern loop of Texas. So did that for 20 years, Sheila. In the midst of that, uh, when I would get through my printing uh, gig, then I would uh, always have a change of clothes in my car. I'd go change clothes, and uh, I used to buy and sell property. Um, multi, uh, not multifamily, but I would sell. Um, I'd buy residential housing. Okay. Um, and uh, I would go from there, and I'd leave at 4.30, change my clothes generally in my truck or at one of the properties. And then I'd work till 12, 1 o'clock at night every night. And so... That's kind of how I, I kind of landed in the construction industry. Okay, okay. And um, from there, it's just, you know, it's just been one thing after another, just kind of organically um, developed my path. I see. Okay. Now, what about uh, Miss Penny? Is she from Excelsior, Kansas City? No, Miss Penny is from Kansas City, Missouri. She was uh, born and raised in Kansas City, um, was uh uh, reared on the 36 block of Park Avenue, uh, okay. where her mom and dad and several siblings, siblings lived there in a uh, three-bedroom home. Uh, went to Central High School, graduated, I believe, in 85. Yes, graduated in 85. Okay. And um, well, Miss Penny was made a grandmother early. Okay. Uh, so her son, I believe, had his first uh, child, first daughter at uh, 15 or 16 years of age. Okay. And so Penny was, as a grandmother, made a grandmother early and was very concerned about who would watch her grandchildren. Her son was still in high school, uh, wasn't able to, um, wasn't in a position where he could afford to pay child care. Absolutely. And so that's kind of where, I'm sorry, and so that's kind of where Katie Academy bloomed from. Yeah, and, and, and initially, um, Sheila, it, it hasn't always been Katie Academy. It started out as Kitty Depot, the okay. Kitty Depot Daycare. Okay. And so that was the incubation of the business. Um, Penny, you know, she worked at Children's Mercy, and she had a house next door that was a rental property, and it was sitting vacant, and she, was, uh, she knew she always wanted to get involved in children's lives but she just didn't know to what capacity. She said she didn't want to be a teacher. And so I think it was suggested by some of her coworkers from Children's Mercy Hospital that she ought to consider child care. Wow. And, wow. and if you do, we'll we'll bring our children. Wow. And, and so that's how that's how that's how it began. Wow. So basically out of necessity. Yes. Her own Absolutely. personal family's necessity, and wow! And look at look at you guys today. Yeah, you know, so it used to be Kitty Depot. We moved um, when I met Penny in 2010. I saw again. I've told this story a thousand times. I saw the, I saw how well she was doing, but I saw also how much better she could have been doing. 
And so, with you know, you being a one-man band, it's hard to scale. It's hard to expand business. But um, we had uh, we had become a couple, and uh, I saw the the potential, the potential, and the mobility of the business. And so, I said, "Hey, I'll jump in there with you. Uh, let's let's develop a partnership and a a limited liability company, and let's let's do this." So we went from that house. We still operated the house, but we went into our first commercial center on 29th and prospect okay um, okay and so you went from the house to the uh, to the commercial building on prospect wow yeah okay yeah. so you were able to take all of your experiences your education your business savvy and with her passion and you know and drive for success and attention to detail and y'all have just made it happen yeah, we've been we've been very fortunate, um, Sheila. We've we've developed a good name out here in the community, and uh, we develop uh, our first thing that we do is we develop a good relationship with the parents. Yes. Um, when you have a good relationship with the parents, then that fosters the opportunity to provide for um, the sustainability, uh, bringing the children in, and them knowing that we're going to provide them a good service. Absolutely. So, yeah, we went from our first commercial facility on 29th and Prospect. Uh, we outgrew that facility, and we moved over to 3501 Woodland in 2017. Uh, in about six months, we outgrew the 3501 Woodland facility, which was twice the size of our initial facility. So we're still operating in the commercial facility, and we had the house, the house-based center at the same time. So we were spread a little thin. And, uh, you know, I just decided I saw more opportunity. Um, and so we decided to, we decided to look for opportunities to develop our own place, uh, something that we could own rather than to continue leasing and putting several thousands of dollars in improvements into someone else's, uh, uh, structure. Nice, nice. And so, now you have now I'm going to back up a second because you said something that I, I, I think that all parents who are either currently, you know, in need of child care or, you know, at some point have in the past. And you said the the development of the relationship between you and the parent. That's like critical. It's everything. It's everything. Yes. Um, you know that that's the first thing we want to do. People come in and they um, they they want to do a tour, and so in that half hour, forty five minutes, we we take our time doing tours with parents. We have a lot of hard questions. We invite their questions, and we've done it long enough now that we've pretty much got most of the answers, or we have the things in place that uh, parents are looking for in uh, child care and early learning centers. But that all fosters around developing a good personal relationship with those parents. And it just fosters, it fosters that, 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 that relational piece that we do. It just fosters for a good, for a good business model. Absolutely. And, you know, we want to bring our children and grandbabies to a facility where we trust the people who are running it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. So it does a lot. It does a lot, also, Sheila, for uh, word of mouth marketing. You know, and advertising. Um, you provide a good service. You have a good relationship. You know the people personally, and then they go tell other people about it. And so when those people, uh, those additional people that need childcare, it just you know, don't you want to do a tour? No, my a good friend of mine goes here, and they have nothing but great things to say about you guys. So. Just show us where you sign. And that's that's kind of how we've been blessed to uh, obtain a lot of our parents. Wow, that's amazing. And Myron, we are going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. And welcome back. You are listening to Every Woman on KKFI. And this is the What's Cooking segment with your host, Sheila. And today our guest is Myron McCant. And so, Myron, we were talking about that whole relationship and how building that relationship with parents, it builds the trust. It also builds the word of mouth. And it just helps with the overall process of 
making sure, you know, that because you said you mentioned marketing and all of that. So Mm -hmm. that word of mouth is still one of the best ways to get the word out. Absolutely, Sheila. Um, You know, you've heard you've heard said uh, before that it takes a village, right, to raise a child. Yes. And so when we develop that personal relationship with uh, parents, mom and dads, uh, moms in a lot of cases, single moms and sometimes single dads, when I develop that personal relationship, uh, that that infiltrates down to my staff. I, I and I expect my staff to do the same thing. Yes. Um, and so, you know, a lot of times uh, it, it causes for um, conflict resolution. It causes for discipline in the children. Yes. And so when that mom or dad has, has that relationship with us, they always know, even in the midst of constructive criticism, uh, conflict resolution, or whatever it is, they know that we have that child's best interest at heart. So they really embrace that. And, you know, discipline, basically, we always believe that discipline equates to love if it's done the, if it's done the right way. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. You know, it uh, I always say it's one of the highest forms of love that we can share with our children, you know, and those and those children, you know, that, you know, are around us and that we have influence over, you know, so word on the street is that there is a new facility on 21st than Prospect. 21st and Prospect. Yeah, a matter of fact, it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> we, uh, after we moved into the 3501 facility, and again, it was another facility where we had to put several, sixty or $70,000 worth of improvements. I, I just didn't think that was, um, uh, I don't think continuously that would have been a good way when we could have taken those same dollars and invested in something that we, we could have owned ourselves. So, after about three or four years of due diligence and saving money and, and just really watching our P's and Q's, we developed our own facility. So we have uh, recently uh, developed a 14,000-square-foot brand-new commercial facility on 2141 Prospect Avenue here in Kansas City. Nice. Nice. Thank you. Oh, my God. Congratulations to you both. Thank you very much. And to our community. You know, what a need. You know, um, it. You know, having access, you know, to reliable and, you know, child care. I mean, that makes all the difference between whether a mom can actually go to work or not. It's everything. And, you know, with the challenges that we have uh, with workforce today, uh, with parents and with employers, um, child care is the conduit. Yes. Um, a, a lot of the employers can't hire people because the people don't have anywhere, uh, don't have accessibility to quality child care. And we understand that. And so we've just been, uh, we've just tried to bridge that gap. And uh, we've tried to do it with excellence. And like I said, uh, developing that relationship and it's, it has, uh, it has yielded us to some, to some measure of success. Absolutely. It has. Absolutely. And I always say, you know, when we are doing the work in the community, um, it's, that's success in itself, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. providing a need, recognizing the need, and then, uh, you know, doing what it takes to put a strategy in place uh, to satisfy that need. Now, one of the things I also found significant about the location is because you're right on the bus line. Absolutely. You know, a lot of our parents are from Central City, and they are challenged with transportation issues. So we're here on the bus line, which those parents can get on there and uh, with uh, KCATA initiating their, uh, putting in their initiative um, just, I want to say it was a couple years ago, those parents can ride the bus for free. And so it has been uh, another valuable tool, valuable asset as far as those parents that have those transportation um, issues. Yes, yes. And even for parents who, you know, have their own transportation, you know, it's central. I mean, so no matter where you live in the city, 
to get to 21st and Prospect, you're like right there. And then all of the highways, 35, 70, 71, 29, it's like all right there. Yeah, you know, we we um, we are right here. I can't tell you we're strategically. In a sense, we, were, we strategically placed this. It was just, I, I have to tell you, um, it was just God's, it was a part of God's plan because everything lined up perfectly. Um, we're just off of 71 Highway. We're located at the 23rd Street pass-through that takes you from I-70 all the way down to Crown Center. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a passage. I'm right off of uh, I-70 and 23rd Street. Uh, 435, you can take 23rd Street from 435. So um, three blocks just south of the 18th and Vine uh, Entertainment District. Yes. So we're, uh, we're, our accessibility is probably as good as it that you could ever, um, you could ever plan for. Absolutely. Now, Myron, can you tell our listeners what age uh, bracket, you know, of the children can attend uh, KD Academy. Yeah, Sheila. So we uh, we take children from six weeks infants all the way up to thirteen years of age. Oh wow! Um, yeah. So one thing that I, I'll mention that ties into all this: um, we are Kansas City's only fully functioning twenty-four hour childcare facility. Wow! So if you have a child that is three months old and you have another child that's seven years old, um, our accessibility and our business model allows you to bring both children to one location. So instead of you having to drop the child or the the young one off here and then taking the older child to another location, you can drop them off here, both of them. Um, We have a before and after school program, which allows the older children to stay here. We feed breakfast before they leave, and then wherever they go to school, the charter schools, Kansas City Public Schools, provide the transportation. They come here and pick them up, take them to school, bring them back in the evenings, and we cook dinner for them. Uh, And so they get a full meal after they get out of school, and they get a chance to do activities, uh, STEM, STEM, STEM activities. They get a chance to do their homework. Uh, and be among their uh, their 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 fellow uh, school schoolmates. Wow! So it's just a, a wraparound service for for families. Wow! So I can stop one stop shop. <laughs> I love That's it. Because and Myron, I remember because my mom was a single mom, and I'm like five years older than my brothers, and mm-hmm. I remember distinctively she would have to take them to one place, and then mm-hmm. she'd have to drop me off at another place. That's right. Wow, so, how convenient. You know, when we first started, Sheila, we saw we saw a lot of these problems. You know what I mean? And and it was our it was our business to sit down and strategize and see how we could relinquish some of these problems uh and just make it a part of what we do. And so we like I said, we started in two thousand and twelve and so we've we we've we've seen a lot. Wow. And so just through our growth and our expansion, we've been able to incorporate some of those initiatives that make it a lot easier for uh, parents today. Wow. What? I mean, I, I mean, that is just that's so powerful, Myron. So Thank you. you all have developed those relationships with the school districts, the charter schools and, and the bus transportation companies. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's just. You know, I, I would tell you, I'd like to say that we it was because we were great business people. A lot of those things kind of um, uh, developed organically, but there was some effort in us coordinating to create those services. So it, it's just been a good, it's just been a good thing for the parents. It's been a good thing for our business, and collectively it works well. Yes, and you also said something, too, you know, whenever... People talk about food. You know, my ears perk up. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. So when the older sibling comes back after they've been at school all day, you feed them dinner before their parents come pick them up? Absolutely. So whatever we, um, whatever food that we provide uh, for the students that remain at the facility, we give an account for our before and after school children. 
And so we cook whatever we cook for them. We make sure that we cook enough to accommodate them and so they can have a meal, a full meal, um, when they get back out, when they get back here, when they return back out of school. And, uh, you know, they, they're, they're a little older, so they've got a little bigger appetite. So we make sure that we, we, we cook plenty of food for them. And they get seconds in a lot of cases. Wow. I mean, that's like so then when mom picks kids up she doesn't have to rush home and cook and she could actually take a moment to kind of decompress from the day and spend some valuable time with her little ones and maybe just have a snack a little later in the evening because they've already had a full meal that's what it's for Sheila um is to create that quality time that um, our jobs and life doesn't present, uh, or doesn't allow us to have. Yes. So that's what that was. Uh, that's what that was designed for. You know, their their homework has already been completed. Wow. That's the first thing that we do uh, when they come in the door. We feed them, and then we immediately find out who has homework. So we want to get that homework done, and it just uh, it just provides for uh, um, some good quality care before everybody's down for the evening. Yes. Oh, my goodness, Meyer. And that is, you and Miss Penny are really, really making a difference. You know, it is, again, and I can't stress this enough, you know, because I was a single mom myself. And, you know, being able to have my kids somewhere, not only are they safe, but they're loved. And they're going to get help with their homework and you're going to feed them too, you have just made my role and my life a little easier. Mm-hmm. So the three, um, our three core uh, values here um, are love, which is a part of that, is a great part of that relationship. Yes. Education. Yes. And nutrition. And so that's what our mantra has been built on. We're, we're in the process now of adding a fourth leg onto that, which is health care. Yes. So um, that's that's what we have done. And that's what we build our business model around. Wow. I love it, Myron. Um, yes. Now, can you tell us like. Uh, like what are some again talking about food? OK, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. So do you so do you have someone in house? that prepares the food or cause you know, when we were going to school, the cafeteria ladies worked there and they was there all day in the cafeteria. Sure. Now, you know, they order it out, you know, they, um, some other Cater food. food in. Yes. You know? Yeah. And so when I found out that's how they handle lunch at my grandson's school, I was like, so there's not a cafeteria lady anymore. And he's right. like, no, Gigi, I don't know what a cafeteria lady is. <laughs> <laughs> interesting. That's interesting. So do you all cook it yourselves or how do you how do you do that? Yeah, Sheila, so we we've maintained a lot of that um old school value that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um that we grew up on. And so uh with that my mother, as you know, has been a cook all of her life. She used to cook for several hospitals. She used to cook for the uh, Clay County Detention Center for several hundred inmates. Mm-hmm. And so, as you know, Sheila, my mother, um, you tell her to cook for two or 300 people, and she does it blindfolded. Yes. So that lady retired, <laughs> and she was sitting at home. Uh, after her retirement, she was sitting there on the sofa playing on the uh, – on the iPad all day. Yes. <laughs> and so, you know, I thought this could be a good fit. Um, but, you know, you got to, it, it's, it's kind of tough when you hire parents. Yes. Um, so I had to make mom understand, okay, here's here's the opportunity, but you're not my mother when you're on the clock. Um, you're going to be another employee um, with all the rights and privileges of the other employee, but there will be no favoritism. I'm expecting you to come in here and do a job and just do what you do, right? So um, the short version is we hired mom about six years ago. Nice. Mom, mom is the head of the kitchen. So you're going to get roast beef and you're going to get mashed potatoes and you're going to get green beans and you're going to get peas and, you know, th- that type of thing. So we're, yes. we, we are doing wholesome meals. We don't provide any fried foods. 
and we don't do any pork. Nice, nice. I'm Myron. I'm just gonna come by and knock on the cafeteria door and say, Miss Ruby, can I have a plate, please? <laughs> would, would you please? We would love to have you. Um, so I, I kind of describe it as Monday through um, Thursday is Thanksgiving. Okay. Um, four times a week, and then on Friday, uh, Sheila, we do, um, we do fun. We have fun foods. So we're going to nice. do chicken strips. We're going to do pizza um, and things of that nature. Yes. During the week, our, our students wear uniforms. And so Fridays is usually a theme day. Okay. Whether it's the Kansas City Chiefs or this pajama day, whatever the staff, the director and the staff come up with, that, that's that part of the business is above my pay grade. <laughs> so I don't get involved in that. But uh, Fridays is a fun day. And okay. so um, that's fun food on Fridays. Yes, I love it. And, you know, Myron, the other thing I just thought about, too, uh, n- now knowing that Miss Ruby is the one uh, handling the nutrition, is that that also further solidifies your relationship and the culture that you and Miss Penny have worked hard to create. It's a fa- It sounds like a family over there. To, to a great degree, it is, Sheila. Um, you know how it can be when you got when you got family working for you, you know? But, but for the most part, I mean, or to a great degree, we do have some family here. Um, but the culture of our business model, whether you're related biologically or not, is a family-oriented business yes. model. Um, I, I consider myself big brothers to the ladies here. Yes. And uh, so that, that, that culture does exist here as, from a family, family perspective. Yes, that you're the village. Yes, yes, ma'am. You are the village. I love yes, that. Wow. Now, Myron, how could um, uh, any listener who's out there, how could they contact you to learn more or to set up a tour of the new facility? Well, there's a, there's a couple ways, Sheila. One, you can go to our website, uh, com. That's kdacademykc.com, or you can call us at 816-216-1401. I would ask anyone that would have an interest in a tour or just, if you just, if, if you don't have children and you want to come by and see what we have done and what we're doing, um, feel free to contact my director of operations. Her name is Miss Sarah Starks. Okay. And uh, Sarah or, or myself, if I'm if I'm present, or my wife, the three of us usually do the tours and ask all the questions and make you understand how you enroll and et cetera. So um, in that enrollment, I'd also like to add, Sheila, that we, we take um, cash pay. And for those that uh, have to utilize state subsidy, we also uh, take state, uh, state assistance. Nice. That is very good to know. Yes, ma'am. You know, those social programs, you know, uh, were designed, you know, to uh, help and leverage, you know, help families, you know, get from one level to the next, you know. Absolutely. And so yeah. that is, that's that's really good to know that that mm-hmm. is uh, available for families, Um who need that. The other thing you mentioned too, was you're adding the component of healthcare. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so can you tell us what, what does that look like? What, what do you mean? Are you, right, so will you be teaching families about it or guide being a resource and guiding families, you know, into here's the resources in the community or how does that look for you? Well, for me, um, my wife and my director are really the um, the two that actually operate the child care component. When you get into the when you get into the regulations and the certifications and all that thing, you kind of lose me. Got I'm, it. I'm more along the business development side of it. Okay. Um, and so, as a, a commercial real estate developer, I developed um, a, a overall a fourteen thousand square foot facility. Yes. Of which. Um, 10,000 is for early learning center and child care. The 4,000 square foot piece is a separate 
portion of the development that's connected, but that is the healthcare piece. So what I was hoping was, or what I'm in hopes um, of, is getting a healthcare um, facility here in Kansas City to actually lease that space to be on the property and provide um, healthcare for the children on our campus, the children in the community, and the children that um, use or uh, that go to some of our partners, um, such as the Kansas City Public Schools and the charter schools. Wow, that's huge. Thank you. That is huge. You know, so um, I was somewhere, where was I at? And I saw what you just described. Oh, I was at the YMCA on Mm -hmm. uh, Linwood. And there is, Truman has an office there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. You know, it's good. One of the things that, um, Sheila, that, you know, when you you bring a new child in a child care facility such as ours, You've got to have a physical, and you've got to have shot records. In other words, you know, you've got to have a doctor that stamps it off and says that this child is is uh, okay to go to child care, right? Yes. So prior to that, what we have experienced was that that mom had to take a day off of work. Yeah. And she's going to lose a day of pay, and she's still going to owe me child care. Yes. And so going forward, we just decided that we would – provide and produce those services our goal was to provide and produce those services right here on the campus so instead of her taking a full day off she has to walk down the sidewalk and maybe it takes her two hours out of her day rather than to lose a whole day of work get an occurrence miss pay and then still owe us child care so it was just another opportunity for us to to provide those services for the families and have accessibility right here on our campus. Yes, and to have something right on 21st and Prospect. I mean, that's for the community in general, for the kids in the community. Myron, that's, I, I mean, I just, the more I learn about what you and Miss Penny are doing over there, the more excited I get. That is like, wow. Well, um, you know, it's, I, don't, I don't think it's, I, I appreciate that, Sheila. I think a lot of people have the same ability that we have. I think I think us looking at the big picture, we overlook the opportunity. Uh, we overlook what could be a viable opportunity. And I think entrepreneurialism is nothing more than identifying a problem that you have or an inconvenience that you have and everybody else has and creating a solution. And so we, we've had those experiences. We sit down, we brainstorm. We don't always agree, but um, we, we give and we take a little bit, and we've come up with solutions to some of the problems, and I think that's what has made us sustainable. Yes, and you know, Mr. McCant, uh, I appreciate your humility. It's awesome. It is. <laughs> and I always say that it, if it were that simple, everybody would be doing it, right? This is true. You know, so it is, I am a firm believer in, you know, giving kudos, you know, and oftentimes, Myron, I mean, you've seen it where, you know, yes, we're in business to make money, you know, but Mm -hmm. at the same time, at the forefront of your model is what's best for the babies. Absolutely. Absolutely. And providing services. It goes goes to what I... uh, it goes to what I always propose. If, if you're in business, and I mean, yes, we're all in business to make money, no, no doubt about it. Yes. But if that's your priority to make money, then the business never materializes to its full potential. So yes. we don't chase the money. We chase the purpose. We try to bring those services around that make us wholesome and sustainable. And then all the money you need follows that that mindset. So it's it's not about it's not primarily about the, the resources, the financial uh, benefits, um, as it is in holistically and wholeheartedly providing a service that's definitely needed within this community and I mean communities abroad. Yes, absolutely. And it's not just child care services. You're bringing all of those needs of the family, you know, together. I mean, that's 
Yeah, I mean, can you imagine the impact that that has on a young single mom? You know, um, homework is done. Kiddo is fed. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, and my baby is loved. My baby is safe. And so, and now, you know, with your health care project getting under the way, that, you know, right there, right there on the campus, that's... um, that's that's a strong vision, you know, sure. and uh, we really appreciate that. And, and I'm going to say I really appreciate it because that's the community that I live in. Sure. Well, and, and I, I would tell you this, too, Sheila. Um, we have families from as far as St. Joe, Missouri, to Raymore, to Raymore, Missouri. So both ends of the uh, of the metro of um, both ends of Kansas City. Nice. And then we have families that come from. Uh, Piper, Kansas area, Leavenworth, Kansas area, all the way over to Independence, Missouri. And I think it's, it's, it's several reasons for that, but I think by and large, one of the main reasons is because our relationship piece that we develop with the families, and then uh, probably second and just as important is that we are 24 hours. Yes. And so I had a family, I had a mom come in the other day that works for Amazon. She's got five children. Wow. And she was telling me that she was just about she was just about to the point where she was um about to quit her job. Wow. She was gonna have to give up her job making seventeen, eighteen dollars an hour because she couldn't find childcare. And she happened to Google us and she said I I just couldn't believe it and she come by and of course we welcomed her with open arms and you know, I basically told her, I said, Your problem as far as um, around-the-clock child care services, your problems are over. We're here, and this is what we do, and we've been doing it for several years. Wow. So I just I just want to make people understand that maybe to the listeners, yes, we do provide child care to the underserved community here in this community where the underinvested community where yes. we operate, but this is a professionally run organization. I have a director that is in charge of this entire operation. She's got 26 years in educational facility. She's got a couple degrees in early um, education, early learning education. So it is a bona fide uh, opportunity. But this is for everybody or anyone that would need to uh, that would need quality child care service. Yes, stress. That's why I stress the in the beginning all families. Absolutely. All families, yes. Diversity and inclusion is a big part of what we do. I want families. I want black families. I want white families. I want Hispanic families. I want a little, we want everybody to come here. And consequently, we have a melting pot of uh, cultures here at our facility. I love it, Myron. That is awesome. Thank you. We are going to take a quick break and we will be right back. Thank you. You are listening to Every Woman on KKFI, uh, What's Cooking? And with our guest, Myron McCant of KD Academy, we have talked about everything. You know, except Myron, there was one question I didn't ask you that I meant to ask you. And so, you know, when you think about what's cooking and you know, the importance or the value of the kitchen and all of that. Could you share with our listeners what that meant for you growing up? You know, what was that whole kitchen experience and cooking and family time? Um, Do you have a fond memory you could share or just kind of tell us what that was like for you? Well, I was fortunate, um, Sheila, to be raised by a mother and father, um, what, what I consider to be in the rural part of the city, the, of the country. Mm-hmm. So I come up under that um, roof where dinner was served every night at 5.30, and you were expected to be at the table with your hands washed, uh, sitting there waiting on Dad to show up at the table. Um, we were raised the old-fashioned way, and no one ate, no one touched their plate until Dad sat down. And so when Dad sat down, we all engaged in our meal. We had good conversations. You know, that's just kind of something uh, that's kind of become a lost art today. Um, I don't think many people use their tables anymore. And so everybody kind of eats whenever it's convenient for them. And I mean, we eat in the, we eat in the living room, we eat in the bedrooms, we eat everywhere. 
but that structure isn't available anymore or that structure it's available we just uh, for for whatever reason uh life has kind of taken us away from that and so for me that was a part of my growing up i think it molded me it helped to mold me as a person uh helped mold my values and so again those experiences are what we wanted to bring back in our business model so our kids they sit down at the table they just don't begin eating because the food is there we pray over the food and the kids engage in that prayer and then we all sit down together as a family and and uh that's that's you know it's just kind of followed us from when we were children yes nice now myron what's your favorite meal that miss ruby cooks for you well sheila um my eating habits have changed over the years mm-hmm. so i'm kind of a real nutritional eater i try to not to eat many fried foods so my mother is an old school cook and she well in short she, she'll mess your waist your waistline up <laughs> <laughs> she will she will having me eat the things that i don't eat but i don't know i would tell you uh, probably thanksgiving you know, I got a chance to uh, uh, a couple days, one day a week, I cheat. Uh, but I got a chance to uh, take on some of mom's food the other day, which was, mm. you know, turkey and dressing and macaroni and cheese and greens and uh, candy yams, that that type. That's that's mm-hmm. probably my favorite meal that my mom would put together. Okay, okay. Sure. Yes, I remember eating some of Miss Ruby's food. Oh, my oh, she can, goodness. She can definitely let you have it. Yes, yes, yes. And, you know, in 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 fact, uh, Myron, I have drawn inspiration from, um, you know, cooking, you know, from Miss Jessie, from your mom, from me, sure. you know, because, you know, those uh, were women that I saw that really, I mean, they took a lot of pride along and I saw it with my mom too. You know, they took a lot of pride in the meals that they presented to their family. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, it, it was, it was everything. Yes. Yes. You know, and I tell people, I, we didn't eat off a of paper plate. No. No. The table was always set. It was pretty. And because they cook with love, you know, uh, the food was always delicious. It may not have been the healthiest thing for us, <laughs> but <Right. laughs> but they, they fed us with love. We didn't get a bunch of that, uh, you know, processed food from going out and food out of a box and that they made everything from scratch. That's it. And you know, Sheila, you know, when you think about that from a from a health perspective, we didn't have the sicknesses and disease back then. I mean, they they say it wasn't health. They say today it's not healthy for us, but we were eating that food growing up. Now it wasn't processed food. It was it was a more organic food, but yes. we didn't we didn't encounter the health issues that we have today. So Yes. You know, um, we've kind of changed uh, what we do today. We look at it from a different perspective, I think, because it's it's prepared and it's, um, it's processed mm-hmm. with so many additional different elements that we didn't deal with back then. But, yes, yes it's, it's changed a lot. Yes, it has. Yes, it has. And so, Myron, can you remind people again how they can schedule a tour uh, and or just simply learn more about KD Academy? Sure, Sheila. Um, again, you can go to our website, which is www.kdacademykc.com, kdacademykc.com, or you can feel free to call us here at the um, new facility, 816 216 one four zero one again that's eight one six two one six one four zero one please ask for our director miss sarah starks and uh we'll make sure that she takes you on a guided tour you get to see all of the bells and whistles and how nice our facility is and answer any of your questions awesome thank you now i have another question too there might be a listener out there who would somehow like to engage maybe they would even want to give a donation or you know volunteer their time mm-hmm. uh would they contact her as well for that yes um 
You know, I'm big on protocol, Sheila. Um, Sarah, Miss Sarah Starks is the chief in charge. She's the one that basically is responsible for running the center and okay. all operations of the center. Um, she uh, engages in meetings with my wife and I, and we kind of we kind of strategize as a team um, as to what moves are going to be our best and highest use for the building. So um, we go through her. She then brings it up line to my wife and I. If you'd like to make a donation, uh, feel free to contact Miss Sarah Starks, and she'll guide you in the right direction there. Um, Sheila, I'd like to also add that. I've got a few employment opportunities. So anyone that's interested in becoming a, a part of the child care industry, um, we, we welcome you. Come in and fill out an application. I've got, I've got probably three or four um, spots for uh, child care employment. And, uh, of course, there's always a place in our facility to come in and engage with the young, uh, our young scholars. Um, whether it's reading to them, whether it's story time, or it's just coming in and having a good conversation. We, we, uh, we're here for all of that, and we, we certainly welcome it. Awesome. Awesome. That is, I love it. I love it. Myron McCant, thank you, and Miss Penny McCant for all that you do in our community for our babies. Because like you said, it does take a village. It really sure. does. And, yeah. um, I just can't thank you enough, you know, uh, for sharing this time because, you know, child care is something that's so important uh, to families, you know, in the Kansas City metropolitan area. So Mm -hmm. thank you again for your time and peace and blessings to you all. And if there's ever anything that I can do, you know, let me know. I'll be there. Absolutely. Well, Sheila, um, I want to thank you. Um, You know, he's able to... um engage in your gangster goodies uh kitchen yes that was a lot of fun i go back and kind of uh go over that video i've been over it several times i, I had a I had a great time with you i had a wonderful time with you today thank you for considering us this is giving us additional exposure um uh, additional advertising so i just want to i want to say thank you you're welcome it's it's people like you doing what you do that lends credibility to what we do. And so we don't take that for granted. We thank you. I'll make sure that I, I tell Penny that yes. you said hello. Yes. And um, uh, you send your love to her as well. Absolutely. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thank you so much. And thank you all for joining us for this week's episode of Every Woman. Coming up next is Donna Wolf and Urban Connections, followed by Unbossed and Unbothered with Dear Sean Gilmore.